Dolphins have hired a new bench coach. Plus, we start our free agent starting pitching profile week on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, November 8th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Nash Walker, writer of Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins, hoping to make you a more educated, a more primed, and uh, just generally a better Twins fan this offseason, five days a week. There's been some movement already, and I think back to this off this time of the offseason last year, how little movement there was generally around the league until like January or February. The Twins signed Hansa Robles right around New Year's, I think, and then Nelson Cruz weeks later, and then Alexander Colomay and Hap, and they all kind of came around the same time, hoping with the CBA negotiations, got some questions today, that we will have an active November until the CBA expires on December 1st when a lockout is expected to happen. Lockout maybe lasts for a month, month and a half, hopefully, at the most. And then by late January, early February, we're going to get more signings of the bigger, higher-tier free agents. That seems like the most viable thing. There's a chance that no one really signs. But actually, Andrew Heaney signed today with the Los Angeles Dodgers for one year and $8.5 million. Uh, you could see guys like that sign early. Robbie Ray did it last year, I think, around this time, too. That ended up being an amazing decision for the Blue Jays and for Ray to build his value because it looks like he's going to win the American League Cy Young Award. So you see the Dodgers sign Heaney. Twins make a move today, officially announcing the hiring of Jace Tingler as their bench coach. Super interesting to me. And then we're also going to talk about Marcus Stroman today as we begin our free agent profiles. And I'm very excited. This is one of my favorite things, I mean, in the year, the free agent profiles, breaking down the fits of these free agents. Do they fit with the Twins? Do I like them? Why do I like them? Why do I not like them? Would I commit this money if I was a Twins front office member? There's a reason I'm not, but I'll tell you why I would or wouldn't for these free agents, looking at their pros, their cons, their future, their age, their past, everything is baked into this. And I hope what you get from it is a better understanding of these free agents and a better understanding of your own opinion on these free agents, whether you would want the Twins to sign them or not after getting the full picture. So I'll give you the full picture. I'll give you my opinion. And then you can make your own decision on these free agents and start to think about where you want the Twins to go this offseason as we think about how they can get better and how they need to improve. Here's the thing. I think this can happen quickly. It's simple but not easy for the Twins. It's very simple. You swing a trade for a starter, a number one or number two starter, and then you sign a number one or two starter, and then you sign a third starter for, I don't know, 10, 12 million. You're in business. Very simple. Like they can get back to having a competitive rotation again in 2022. I always want to say 2021. In 2022, but it's not easy. It's not easy to swing a trade like that. It's not easy to convince a free agent starting pitcher to come to Minnesota. And it's also not even easy to get a third starter to come to Minnesota. So, it's simple. It's not easy, but I was hopeful today thinking about how the Twins can get better. As we hear about these teams, there are two teams, I think, in particular that are, are going to be selling this offseason. 
the Cincinnati Reds and the Oakland Athletics, and this is not a situation of the Pittsburgh Pirates selling or the Arizona Diamondbacks selling. They'll probably be selling too. But the Oakland Athletics with Chris Bassett and Sean Manaya and Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, they have a ton of good players on one- and two-year deals that could really help the Twins. And I think that's that's exciting. That's exciting. And, and it gives us another avenue to, to how this rotation can improve and how this team can improve. The Cincinnati Reds have two, I think, of the best pitchers in the National League in Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. Castillo is set to make about $8 million in arbitration, and he'll be a free agent after next year. John Morosi tweeting today that Castillo's open in trade talks. And and we can take that for what it is. You know, any player is probably open in trade talks. But Luis Castillo is one of my very favorite pitchers in the league. 97, 98, 99 with the fastball. His best pitch is his changeup. And then his slider is nasty too. Just dips and ducks and dives out of the zone. Luis Castillo, I think, still has another gear. He was phenomenal in the second half for the Reds and he's young. He's in his prime two years of control at cheap arbitration salaries. Love the idea of adding Luis Castillo. I think a lot of teams would love that. And then Sonny Gray, who we're going to talk about a lot this offseason because he's projected to make, I think it's 10, 10 and a half million this year. might be even almost 11 million on his contract. And then I think he has a club option for 2023 with a buyout, I believe. So the Reds are trying to save money. They traded Kyle Farmer. I think it's Kyle Farmer. They traded him. I think they're going to be trying to trade other guys, including Castillo and Gray and Moustakis. They're losing Castellanos. He opted out. So I think they're going to try to tear this thing down. I think the A's are going to do something similar, getting mandates from ownership that they need to cut payroll. So when we look at the trade market, I think there's going to be places to go. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch and to see how these teams respond and how aggressive the Twins are at going after some of these pitchers. But we're underway. The offseason's underway. It's very exciting. Again, it feels much more active than it did last year at this time. Just the general buzz, I think, of the offseason. I remember a tweet from Jeff Passan last year. As soon as free agency opened, he said, don't expect a lot. Teams aren't going after guys right now, waiting for the pandemic to subside, waiting to see what um, attendance numbers were going to be in 2021. And now owners have a decent idea of what it's going to look like in 2022 starting with full attendance in 2022 after finishing the season with full attendance in 21. So there's much more certainty in that aspect, much less certainty in the collective bargaining agreement, which could could cause more issues. But uh, all we can do is just follow the trends and all we can do is just react to news and and break down news. And and for right now, I think you're going to see a little bit of movement. I think there's going to be a somewhat active November here before the CBA expires. I don't think Seager, I don't think Correa, I don't think Semi and those guys are going to sign until things are figured out on that front. But I think you'll see some mid-level signings. And I think this is an opportunity as teams like the Reds, who don't even want to pay Wade Miley's $1 million buyout, so they wait. It was great last year for them. are going to be looking to shed payroll and shed payroll early. And I think that provides an opportunity for the Twins to get aggressive. And that's been something I said I want them to do early this offseason and throughout the offseason. Let's take a short break. Talk about direct TV stream. When we come back, let's break down the hiring of Jace Tingler. I buried the lead a little bit. Let's talk Jace Tingler and then we'll talk Marcus Stroman. Got a lot to get to today on Lockdown Twins. But direct TV stream, I want to tell you about first. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. 
That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. We use DirecTV Stream. We love it. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Bally Sports North is on DirecTV Stream, so you can watch the Wolves and Wild over there. Thank you again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. So Twins hired Jace Tingler as their new bench coach. Uh, Name is recognizable. I think of the Padres immediately. He was just fired as the Padres manager about a month ago. He's 40. He's almost 41 years old. He's from Smithville, Missouri. He's got Mizzou ties. He played for Missouri Tiger Baseball, which is a connection to me because I am a senior at the University of Missouri. So respect to Tingler. Right before he left, actually right after he left, excuse me, Kyle Gibson came in and pitched for Mizzou uh, and then was a twin, of course, for a long time. So there's some Missouri Tiger connections there. Played for Mizzou. He was a center fielder in the minors for a while. Then he was the minor league coach for the Dominican Summer League Rangers. A lot of first place finishes. Manager of a rookie Arizona Rangers club. He just moved his way up. Then he was the coordinator of instruction of the Arizona Dominican operations. Then he was a minor league field coordinator for the Rangers. Just found his way up the totem pole. That's what you do. Go deeper. That's what they say. Go deeper. Major league uh, staff in 2015. Here's his twins connection. Thad Levine general manager of the Texas Rangers leaves to the twins and Jace Tingler is promoted as one of three assistant GMs after Levine leaves. So Thad Levine knows Jace Tingler. There's a connection there in 2018 Tingler's moved to a bench coach player development role, kind of a a pseudo uh, actually he was bench coach in 2018, excuse me. And then a player development role in 2019. And then in after the 2019 season was hired by the Padres and then fired Great year in 2020 for the Padres, the shortened season. They get swept out of the uh, NLCS by the Dodgers, or I think that was the NLDS in 2020. And then 2021, just horrific year for San Diego. They were expected to be one of the best teams in baseball. I think their over-under was around 100. They end up with a below 500 record. Jace Tingler takes the brunt. He's fired, and now the Twins grab him. So what they're getting with Jace Tingler is he has experience, in the dugout, he's a manager for the Padres. He has experience on a winning team, managing a winning team. He has experience in the front office with Texas, and he just has player development experience as well. So they're getting kind of three facets here with Tingler. For him, go work with Rocco Baldelli for maybe a year or two and then get hired to another managerial job if the Twins have success or if you're seen at that point as uh, as being a good value for another team. I like this hire a lot. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. Tingler's probably overqualified to be a bench coach, which is always a good thing. And I think Rocco needs that right-hand man, as we know. He needs someone who can run the day-to-day. He needs someone like Tingler who's been there, done that, has experience in multiple facets. And also, we've heard Rocco talk. Like, I think they get into a room, if I remember correctly. This is what they do often. Like, Falvey, I don't know if Levine is there, but Rocco – And they all kind of work together on things, on decisions. And Tingler can be a part of that because he has experience with Thad. He has experience in a dugout. He has experience as a, you know, GM, assistant GM. So he knows all the different perspectives and he can give the twins different perspectives. And that's what they need. They need someone who's kind of multifaceted in that way. And that's why it's exciting for me. And I think he'll be an asset to them when they meet, when they get together. They're going to want to hear his voice based on his experience, what is he? What does he want to see? What does he see on the field? And I think it's a good hire. I think it's a really good hire for the Twins. Um, it's hard to 
evaluate coaches as I talk about all the time, but I think, or managers, I should say, but for Tingler, I just think he bakes in a lot of what the twins need and what Rocco needs right now, which is someone who can do a lot of different things, has a lot of different experiences and can bring that to the forefront for the twins at a time of transition. They're in a transition period and they need as many minds and as much experience as they can get at this point. I think Tingler provides that while also being younger, right, right around 40 with Rocco. I think Rocco is 40 or 41. So, you know, he's younger. So he still has that kind of fresh modern baseball feel that the twins look for as well. I'm sure. Um, so I think it's, it's a good hire. I, I like Jace Tingler. I think it gives him an opportunity. I think it gives the twins an opportunity. Um, and I look forward to seeing how he impacts this team. Marcus Stroman is the first name that I think of every single time I think about this free agent class. Every time I'm wondering who the twins could sign. I'm wondering how the twins could get better. This started before the season even ended. This started probably last year, knowing this free agent class. His name always stuck out to me. I'm going to tell you why after this word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, full of protein. Built Bar is a great substitute this Thanksgiving for a dessert. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Marcus Stroman is our first free agent profile. I'll tell you why he's our first. And I'll tell you why his name jumps off the page. Because I think he is a guy that I want on the Minnesota Twins. He's a guy with his passion with his competitiveness. I wrote intense competitor on here. He is an intense competitor. He wants to win. He sees the game as a battle and he just wears his emotions on his sleeve. He's the type of guy. And I think back to those blue Jays teams in 2015, 2016, when Stroman was pitching for them, watching him in October, he, I get the chills. Like that's the type of pitcher I want on the mound for me in October. And somewhat like Barrios, I think Stroman wears it more than Barrios does. Barrios is pretty outward, like with his emotions, but Stroman's on a whole nother level to me. Like brings it, not afraid to bring it, not afraid to show it. He's outspoken. And I think he's a guy you bring in right now at this point to gain some gain some respect, gain that edge. I talked about this with Donaldson a lot before the twins signed him. Adding someone who gives you that edge on the personality side. Speaking of Donaldson, has a connection to Marcus Stroman. They played together in Toronto. Uh, when JD signed with the Twins, it might have been with Atlanta. I remember Stroman tweeting, "One of the best competitors I've ever known." Like, congrats to you, Josh Donaldson, is basically what uh, Stroman was saying there. So maybe a connection, maybe a little bit of leverage there. But as a person, as a player, Marcus Stroman on the personality index for me is is someone I want ten times out of ten. I mean, he's just a guy you want on your team. The pitcher Marcus Stroman is also very good. 129 starts he made for Toronto. He was a first-round pick out of Duke. 376 ERA, 14% better than league average ERA. Strikeout rate's always going to be low. So when we talk about Marcus Stroman, you wonder what kind of pitcher he is. He's not a strikeout pitcher. He's a sinker slider. His ball dips and dives out of the zone. He's hard to barrel up. He's not going to walk you. 
and he's going to have a ton of ground balls. Like he prevents homers, prevents walks, and gets a lot of ground balls. So infield defense is very important for Marcus Stroman. And I think if the Twins were to go after him and ultimately sign him, that, that would have to be a priority. Like I think that would change a couple of things. Like when Stroman's starting, you have Kirilov at first instead of Sano. When Stroman's starting, you know, if they go out and get another shortstop, you make sure Polanco's at second on those days and not at short. You make sure Donaldson's at third and not a rise. You can kind of mix things up. So on Stroman starts, you have the best infield alignment. Better infield defense, the better number Stroman's going to have. But in 2021, he was terrific. He led Major League Baseball in starts. And here's something about Stroman. He's five foot seven, 180 pounds. His whole mantra is height doesn't measure heart, HDMH. He's super durable. I mean, he's a small guy and led the league in starts this year. And since 2016, among uh, 84 starters, he's 20th in ERA, 20th in fielding independent pitching, 22nd in opponent slugging percentage, 35th in OPS plus, and 19th in uh, baseball reference wins above replacement. How I think of Marcus Stroman is a very, very good number two. He's a high-end number two. I think he's the surest bet of these starting pitchers on the free agent market. He has a high floor because he's a ground ball pitcher and because he has such great command of, of many pitches. And what I also really like about Marcus Stroman is he's equally as good against lefties and righties. Actually, in 2021, was better against left-handed hitters. Against righties, it's going to be a lot of sinker slider, which I like. And he actually got more whiffs, I think, than ever in 2021. Uh, and then lefties, he mixes in a cutter, a splitter. He also throws his sinker and slider. Sinkers at 92. Uh, like I said, ton of ground balls, heavy sink. And just you know, misses barrels. I think he's a guy who misses barrels. And you think of a style, and I know there was an article written about this at twinsdaily.com, and his results were very bad in 2021, but Randy Dobnak's style, sinker, slider, heavy, is Stroman. Stroman's probably a better athlete. Stroman obviously has a track record of being very, very good, but that's the type of style. If you're trying to just think of a style, sinker, slider, a lot of ground balls, intense competitor I mentioned, Entering free agency at an amazing time for himself, entering his age 31 season. He's from New York. Uh, here is the projections. MLB Trade Rumors has him getting a five-year deal for $100 million, so $20 million a year. That's probably on the low end. Uh, Jim Bowden says five years, $110 million, which is $22 million a year. Fangraph's average has four years, $86 million, which is $21.5 million a year. Uh, and I think if you're the Twins and you're negotiating with Marcus Stroman, here's something that you have to hear. Every single time they're going to have to overpay and they're going to have to go above what other teams are offering because they're at a tough spot. Like they're not guaranteed to compete next year by any means. It's Minnesota. A lot of guys don't want to go. He's from New York. It's not like he loved pitching for the Mets probably wants to stay out there and the Mets have money to spend if they want to retain him. So if you're the twins and you're interested in Marcus Stroman, which I think they should be, I think Stroman's the one guy they should target. Uh, Cause I just think he does have the highest floor and I think he offers the twins some stability in the rotation, badly needed stability. And I think they have other assets in the farm system to trade. I think they have guys they can trade to go get another starter if they need to do that. Because Stroman can't be your only guy you add. Uh, you have to add others around him. That's going to be the case with anyone they sign or trade for. But I think you go to Marcus Stroman if he wants a sixth year at $20 million a year. I think you do it if you're the Twins. I think you get aggressive here. And, and it's not just about... 2022 it's not just about adding him for next year if your goal which i think is the twins goal is to compete in 2023 he's here for 2023 he's here for 2024 he's here for 2025 you're hoping you get that two and a half three three and a half win player 
and the solid number two that he's been for that time, then if you make the playoffs in 2023 or 2024, again, he's a guy I want in the mound in probably game two of a playoff series. He's just a guy that I want on my team. I love the competitiveness. I love the drive. I love the outspokenness. He's someone I think the Twins should target. Makes sense as a Twins target. The downsides for Stroman is, yeah, he doesn't miss a lot of bats. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys. He can be babbipped, certainly, and his peripherals have, have normally been higher. His Sierra's been higher than his actual ERA, expected to be worse than he is because of the contact, because he gives up a lot of contact. But if it's weak and if it's on the ground, I'm okay with that. I really like Stroh. The upside is also kind of a question mark, like how much can he give you outside of what he's been? But what he's been is super solid, and what he's been is definitely a six-figure pitcher in free agency and the twins have liked him before they wanted him at the 19 deadline. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, Blue Jays didn't call back was the report to the twins ended up dealing them to the Mets, but I think he makes a ton of sense. I think uh, the twins should go after Stroman. I think he is a viable target in terms of if you offer enough, I think that he'd be open to going to Minnesota and buying into the process. And he's a guy I'd start on opening day for sure and feel good about it in Chicago uh, I think he's going to get a lot of outs. I think whoever signs them will be happy they did, and I hope it's the Twins. Thank you for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. Let me know your thoughts on Marcus Stroman for me. Slam dunk. I'm not going to say this about anyone. I promise. I won't say it about every single guy we break down because I think the viability of adding a lot of these guys at the top end is lower than it is for Stroman. I think Gaussman's a long shot. I think Ray's somewhat of a long, long shot. Scherzer, obviously. Kershaw, obviously. Verlander, obviously. I think Stroman's a guy you can get, and, and I say that um, – in confidence like I feel like he's a guy that you can target and a guy that you can lure to Minnesota I hope that's true and I hope that uh, the twins go after him again follow me on Twitter at Ash Walker 9 follow the show at Locked on Twins thanks for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day now make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects host Aram Layton is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow it's free and available on all podcast platforms we'll be back tomorrow more free agent profiles this week tune in wherever you get your podcast we're rolling